At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. And welcome to the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross here at South Point Casino in Las Vegas. A pleasure to be joined once again by the man of the hour. Of course, he is Michael Lombardi. Michael, it was great having you here in Las Vegas last week uh, before the NFL draft. And now I know you're back home in the, uh, in the friendly confines, back home in your studio. But, Michael, first of all, just what was your experience like, since I haven't seen you since the draft, when you were out here in Vegas? I covered a couple of these in Chicago when I lived there, and it was great to cover and be there, and the city comes alive. What did you make of Vegas in their inaugural debut to cover the NFL draft? Well, you know, Vegas is the ultimate party town, and I think it was fun to, to watch it all transpire. And, you know, as, as you saw different hotels had different teams, different players. You know, I was at the Circa. Thibodeau had a huge party down there one night. Ryan Day was down there, the head coach at Ohio State. So a lot of things going on. It was kind of fun. I mean, the, 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 the interest and the love for the, for the draft, mm. it, it continues to amaze me, Dave. It just it, it goes forward and it never stops. And I, everybody thought when it was in Philly, it could never get better or when it was in Chicago. And every city has delivered. It really has. 
Yeah, it's been amazing to me, too, because as you mentioned it, we never, I think we didn't think 20 years ago that the, the NFL draft would be such an appointment destination now for the NFL. But kudos to the league. They've made it into this huge event on the huge four-day event like it was here in Las Vegas. And again, we'll see now, does the round robin continue? Does maybe Vegas uh, start and get more of those reps, if you will, to cover the NFL draft, putting their best foot forward a week ago? We'll get more into the draft here later on in the program with you. But want to remind you, of course, that we're going to have Wes Reynolds on later on this this hour and Josh Applebaum is going to be with us in hour number two today here on the Lombardi line. But Michael, you're back home in the East Coast. And look, I know where you are that like just here when I was coming into studio and Jeff Parles was here and Vinny Mayulo was here. We couldn't stop talking about the Mets and the Phillies game last night. Oh, and my what happened. God. <laughs> so I Seven want to, get to I mean, it's been it's been all over the place today. I mean, people are completely depressed by it. I mean. Joe Girardi's, I mean, Joe Girardi has done something that I didn't think was possible, right? He's, he's replaced Doc Rivers as, as on the hot seat. Like, seriously. I mean, I do Philadelphia radio every Friday morning, and that's all they wanted to talk about was the 7-1 debacle that they gave up last night. And, you know, and I wanted to talk about Doc and, and the 76ers, and they're talking about Girardi and how he blew the lead. So, Look, the, the, at least they have the rest of the season to get back on track, the Phillies, whereas the 76ers, they don't have much time. No, they don't. I, I, it's funny because, you know, last week when we were talking some Philadelphia sports here, and I had said, you know, which one out of the, the big three, if you will, in the city of Brotherly Shove, do they trust the most, right, at the managerial uh, or, or coach position there? And I guess it's Sirianni now. Right, like, has it gotten <laughs> to the that point amazing? where, that, like, Frank Sirianni well, right now. Well, that's because he hasn't played. That's because right. he hasn't coached. We don't remember, you know, I mean, if you go back and watch the Tampa game, remember there, there was a lot of commentary about that, the playoff game. So it's only because he's out of mind. That's really what it is. Yeah. Do you, do you look at it, though, with Girardi? And certainly, and I also say that they don't call him Doc anymore. It's just Glenn Rivers in Philadelphia. Like, there's no, there's no love well, affair. Yeah, because Howard Eskin says there's only one Doc. But my answer to that would be, look, you know, if you're a doctor, you're supposed to cure things, right? <laughs> you're supposed to cure things. Like, Doc doesn't cure anything. Like, he doesn't have any prescription for anything that works out. I mean, he played Millsap. He played Millsap no minutes the other day. Mm. And he played Paul Reed 25. And typically, that's the way it was during the, Like, he put a guy on the court. He had no chance to get him ready to go. I, it's, it's some of the things that happens. It just does not make a whole lot of sense. Very quickly to that end on the Philadelphia theme here to begin the Lombardi line. We know now that Joel Embiid has been cleared. Uh, he is out of concussion protocol, which is really good news, obviously, for Joel and the Sixers. But we do not know. He's not going to play here, it looks like, in game three. How does this work, Michael, from a front office perspective, from a coaching perspective, if you're Doc Rivers, to the player? Where you say, okay, if you've cleared protocol, can, like, can you suit up? And look, I'm, what, what Joel Embiid took, that shot he took from Pascal Siakam, that was a real shot. This isn't fabricated or anything like that with other guys that have, you know, Ben Simmons is whatever. I mean, this is a real issue. But how much do you push the player if he's cleared protocol? Is it 100% his decision, coach's decision, front office? How does that work? Well, I think it all comes down to the medical, right? So the doctor has to clear him to go on the court. Now, can he wear the face mask? How strong is the face mask? Can he do that? Can he function with the face mask? Is it going to be a problem? Is he going to get injured further? I mean, remember, he's dealing with the thumb injury, too. Right. So we're dealing with that. Uh, to me, this is all about when the doctor clears you, okay, you're cleared to go play, then it becomes the player's call. You know, do you want to play or can you play or what are you going to do? I think that's the case. And I haven't heard anything different from that effect. So, uh, 
you know, I, I think ultimately I don't anticipate them playing tonight. And, and you know, if, and they need the game. I mean, more than anything. And here they are down 0-2 uh, as the Heat coming to town tonight. Laying the three on the road here opened up with Philadelphia as a point favorite. And it's clearly ballooned up to four here, uh, even with this news of Joel Embiid still being out. So a, a four-point move here, it, Michael. Does that surprise you? Uh, all the money's well, coming in it, on Miami. It's funny because Patrick asked me yesterday, what was the line? And I said, well, the, I, it's got to be five, you know, and he said, well, Philly opened up the favorite. And I'm like, how can that even be? And now it's <laughs> now I have it at two minus two. What, where are we at South Point? I think DraftKings is at minus two, one ten. Right. You know, there's some two and there's some threes out there in, 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 in New Jersey. But but for the most part, I mean. Look, I, I don't see how they, they haven't been able to keep it close. This has been one of the worst shooting shooting uh, experiences that any NBA team has gone through. They can't make a shot, Dave. I mean, they can't even put – it's ridiculous. I think they're they're horrendous on three-point shooting. They haven't been able to make anything. I mean, Niang, who's supposed to be one of their better three-point shooters, he's made one over in the last two games. Their percentage of, of, of shooting has been horrible in the last two games. Yeah, and it's, it's at two now here at South Point here in Las Vegas. Uh, so you see that now coming down to two. But, yeah, the, your point is, is well taken. This number has been kind of all over the lot here, but pretty much been uh, to the inflationary side of Miami as this thing's been ballooning up here uh, to get to as high as three, but back down to two here. Uh, we're seeing the total right now, Michael, about 210-and-a-half. Look, Miami's defense has been tough, and again, without Embiid again, it just feels like watching Philadelphia try to score is like pulling teeth. They've always been that way against – it really, when you whether they have Embiid or not, they've always struggled to score against Miami. Miami plays them really well and gives them a lot of problems. And so, you know, this has been, this has been ongoing for a while. Even when Embiid's there, they rarely get to 100. And so I, I don't see them having a comeback left in them. You know, I don't see how they can actually do that. So, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a really hard game. And they've got to have one of their best shooting nights, and they, and they haven't been able to put that together. I mean, you know, when you go back and go to Wednesday's game, you know, it, it was – I mean, it, even when they were in the lead or they were playing better, they were never in control of the game. I mean, they shot 26%. They made eight three-pointers out of 30 in that game. Mm. And then if you go back to the Monday night game – you know, where, where they couldn't even, you know, they, they were just, they were never in that game. And they, they couldn't make, in, they couldn't make three pointers in that game. They made six in that game. Right. So, you know, I mean, like they've made 14 three pointers in the last two games, six for 34 in, in one game. I mean, how do you do that? How do you beat anybody like that? It's, it's, it's going to be very tough to do. The one guy that's, that showed up at least is Tobias Harris. Cause Michael, I keep waiting for James Harden. To be James Harden. Like, okay, look, without Embiid, like, where's James You're gonna Harden? They're going to keep waiting. I, I guess They're so. going to keep waiting. Well, Michael, that's the bigger I mean, question now is if this is if this is healthy, if James Harden isn't hurt, then you've got a bigger problem on your hands, right? If he well, is you hurt, definitely you definitely do. Right. You get an excuse if he's hurt. I get it. But if this is healthy, James, James Harden, and this is, you know, peak 2022 Harden, what's 2023 and beyond going to look like? Well, it's going to look like $47 million because I think there's just no chance – he doesn't have to, you know, he has not opted in on his player contract. He's got till July 1st to do that. Once he does that, then, you know, then, then do they enter into a long-term agreement with him? How do you give him more money? Look, I think you made the horrible mistake of paying him $47 million, but how do you go down the road into this? So, for me, I mean, this is going to be a true, true 
uh, interesting offseason for Philadelphia because Maury's going to want to do something. And like I said that when we started the show, mm-hmm. I mean, Joe Girardi actually replaced Doc on the hot seat. <laughs> you know, everybody wants Doc out of here because he doesn't develop players, which is true. And so what are they going to do, shake up the roster? I mean, th- this is a team. Dave, if you go back to this team, going back to the when they, when they traded up to get Marquez Foltz, this has been a disaster. Every decision they've made from that point on has been bad. Is there any correlation to what's happening with this Sixers team to what happened to the Phillies team last night? I mean, can you, can you make any correlation there? Because I feel yeah, bad for the city. You can say they can't, they, 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 can't handle the, they can't handle success. They can't close a game out. Man. I mean, they just can't close the game out. We, everybody knows it. If they tonight, if they're up by eight in the fourth quarter, everybody in that arena will think they're not going to win the game. They can't close it out. The Phillies couldn't close it out. I mean, where was their bullpen last night? Oh. I mean, I, I, look, as a Metropolitan fan, I got to say, it's one of the happier mornings that I've had in quite some time, Michael. Like, th- these are heady days for Metropolitan fans. Conversely, for Philly fans, I, I, I understand it's got to feel like the sky is falling. This was a team that's supposed to contend in the NLE. So, you know, obviously we get the Braves as the defending reigning World Series champions, but you really thought maybe Phillies and Mets this year, but that's going to be a tough one uh, for the Mets, to, for the Philly fans to have to try to handle. All right, I think we're going to go to, okay, we're going to come back and not go to break just yet. We'll go to break in just a second. But, Michael, yeah, I, I do wonder about the hangover effect. We'll talk about that game later on today with the Mets and Phillies here, but uh, as they begin new series, rather, on a Friday, so we'll figure out how, how those things are going to happen, those hangovers that the Metropolitans and the Phillies might be feeling today for very different reasons. But, again, the Sixers must get game three tonight uh, as they are trailing 0-2 right now to Miami. But again, no Joel Embiid. He has been cleared from from concussion protocol, but it looks like he will not be able still to go. He has not been activated by the team today. And we don't know yet about the rest of the series. We've got another basketball game to talk about a little bit later on with Philadelphia and Dallas as they resume their series. Much more to get to right here on the Lombardi line on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wants to get you ready for horse racing's Triple Crown with a great offer for new customers. Sign up now with promo code VEGAS22 and bet at least $25 on the Kentucky Derby. You're going to receive $25 in free bets for both the Preakness and Belmont Stakes races. You must sign up with First Bet by May 7th. Use the code VEGAS22 to qualify. Register today with code VEGAS22 at vcin.com slash Horses back alongside Michael Lombardi. I'm Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi line presented by Visa and the Sports Betting Network. And Michael, before we get back to the NBA, because uh, there's some some tweets that I want you to see about the great Doc Rivers. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, we're going to have Wes Reynolds on here in a little bit. And I can't wait to pick Wes's brain about what's going on back in my old stomping grounds. That's in D.C. where the Wells Fargo Championship is going on this weekend. Michael, I've played this golf course it's yeah. not short to say 500 times. This used to be my home course back in D.C. And Sergio Garcia, I don't know if you saw. but he, I did. I saw, he he, right, he, he kind of went in the water, and he, they, gave him a, a, they gave him a penalty for taking too long. <laughs> okay, that's infuriating. And so Sergio, who can run hot, like we've seen it before, right? We've seen him throw clubs in bunkers. And, stay, and then he basically goes kind of Phil Mickelson route of like, I can't wait to get out of here. I can't wait to, like, not see you guys again, i.e. PGA Tour. Allegedly, he might be one of the guys to go over there to the Saudi League and, and when that happens. And I go, okay, I get it. Like, you, you get frustrated and you say things. Maybe you don't mean them all or whatever. But does it change your opinion at all when you hear great athletes who have lived pretty spectacular lives with the associations that have helped get them to where they are say, you know what, I can't wait to get out of here. I can't wait to leave you guys so I don't have crap like this and rulings like this ruining my day. You, you know, it's, it's interesting. When I read the comment, Dave, when I, when I listened to him, he, there seems to be a, a complete uprising within the PGA. Like, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of happy people in there. And, and, I, and I don't know why that is, you know, because I don't pay enough attention to it. Yeah. But my first instinct was, wow, they're just, these guys are really angry. Like, they're really angry about something that's going on there, which I don't know enough about to make an opinion of. But they they seemed angry. And, I mean, they, to get, you know, I mean, Sergio plays slow. We know that. He, mm-hmm. we, we know he plays slow all the time. But at some point, right, you, you, if a guy's looking for it, you can't hit the ball out of the water, right? No. What do you want him to do? I, that's the thing. I, like, I get it. 
and sometimes he, you know, he was like, hey, I was on the other side of the creek. I hadn't started looking for my ball until I got over on this side of the creek. So you guys started the clock early on me. So there's a lot of little things here, but you're right. It's like this built-up frustration of somehow some of these guys feel like you're always out to get me, and I just don't see it that way. And again, right now, Sergio is 30-1 to to still win this tournament. He still actually had a pretty good day in day number one. Sergio is a guy who famously, if you remember, before he won his green jacket at Augusta, said, I'll never win a major. Like, mentally, I'm just not there. I'm not mentally tough enough to win a major. And then he went and won a major which doesn't make any sense to me. Like, it, it's yeah. these weird things that some of these players do and say in the PGA Tour, it's like, if it's really that bad, then just go. Like, just... I'd be interested to hear what Wes says about it because he's following this tour all the time. I yeah. mean, and he's understanding it. it. It'd be interesting to see what he thinks in terms of, of uh, you know, of, of all this unhappiness that seems to be going on within the, within the tournament. I mean, but look, let's face it. I mean, you know, we don't really watch... The, the, the tournament kind of has come goes and then we watch the right. majors and then right. I kind of like I lose sight of the other ones. I, I'm right there with you. So we'll, we'll, we'll tap in with Wes a little bit because, again, for people that dip their toe in during the week, and I like to kind of wait and see how the tournament's playing out. Boy, if Sergio were to win there this week, that'd be very interesting at the uh, Sunday you know, dinner and trophy presentation and all that if this continues after his frustration on the golf course that we all saw yesterday. Let's get back to Philadelphia here uh, for the Sixers. They get ready for game three against the Miami Heat tonight. And again, right now they are two-point favorites, uh, excuse me, two-point dogs right now, getting to it, open up Philadelphia's one, one as high as three. It's two right here at South Point. And we did see this tweet, Michael. I want you to see uh, what, what this young um, fan did at the game. And basically... I saw it. You saw this one? So basically, this is Robert, and he says, I can confirm the Doc was cooking up, well, nothing in this timeout. Nice selfie, very close courtside. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right Robert's there. dad must Robert's dad must come from some money. You know, Stephen, what do you think? I mean, did your dad ever get you those seats? My dad never got I was in the 700 level. Yeah, when Steve my dad, shaking his head. I mean, you know, I mean, I never, I mean, think about the seats this dude's got here. Robert, Robert, like you ain't buying those seats yourself. Pretty good. I, I've, I've never been, I mean, I have been once behind the bench in an NBA game, but uh -huh. that's some sweet seats. You got to give him credit for that one there, it's, huh? It's pretty good ingenuity, too, to do the selfie right there with, with Doc right behind you in the huddle. And, uh, yeah, I'm with you. Like, unless it was media, you know, I've been able to be courtside for a lot of things uh, throughout my career to get advantageous seats like that and hear things that maybe not everybody can hear. Sometimes you get an education when you actually hear what's going on in some of those huddles and not just the picture. But you're right, you know, to this game here, it feels like a lot of people are on the hot seat. We know that Glenn Rivers, Doc Rivers, is clearly on the hot seat. But we mentioned James Harden. Like, he's at some point going forward, bigger picture than just the series. It's like, who is James Harden? And who won that trade with Brooklyn? Because we still haven't seen Ben Simmons and what he ultimately yeah. may or may not bring to Brooklyn after that whole debacle and the way that thing went out. If this kind of flames out the other way, are you just getting a guy in James Harden? Is he reduced to not being a superstar anymore and just another guy? Well, I mean, he's another guy who's going to make $47 million. By the way, uh, just on on the break, it was reported that Embiid was at shoot-around today. Okay. What that means, I don't know. But he obviously was at shoot-around. He's been cleared. So, uh, really, it's going to come down to 
whether he wants to play with the with the face mask on. My sense of it is, knowing the way he's operated this year, I think he's going to want to get back out on the court. We'll see what he can do. Guess what, Mike? You know, at least numbers are moving. To your point, uh, again, right now I'm seeing it down to one uh, here yeah. with Miami. So that's got to be some look. It, we do not know if Joel is going to be in, but kind of knowing the way his makeup is. And no disrespect to Ben Simmons or anybody else out there, you know, Jamal Murray's and the other, like, I, I bet you he wants to get out and play. So if he has been cleared, which he has, and the doctors don't hold him back, could, could the doctors still say, even though you've been cleared, Michael, we don't want you to push it? No, I think what the doctors say is you've been cleared. Now it's your call. Okay. Right. And I think a lot of it is, is that face mask. Can he wear it? Can he function with it? Is it going to bother him? I mean, he's done it before. Four years ago when they played Miami, he wore a face mask. So, I mean, he's done this before, so we shall see. But my sense of it is, you know, he's been different this year. You know, he's wanted to play. He's mm-hmm. wanted – I mean, he's put so much effort into this season. He's played more games in his NBA career this year than he ever has. So he's trying to play. So it's going to be interesting to see. I, I would think he would play, and I think the betting line is telling us that. I think that's what we're seeing here. I think that's a reflection. I think there's money coming in on Philly now that they know he's going to play, even though it hasn't been officially announced that it's going to play. Okay. Because yeah. I think this is going to go – this is going to come back to a pick game eventually. But if you don't – if you like it right now – Yes. Yeah, there's some – Circa just went to pick them. And I'm seeing now ones on Philadelphia. So, again, yeah. nothing is official, but the money is telling you exactly what we, what your news Draft is, Kings Michael. DraftKings just went to one on there Philly. There it is. Yep, DraftKings so, just went to one on Philly. So, so this line's it's going to end up being – you're better off just playing the money line here, which whatever side you like. Uh, do you like Philadelphia now, assuming that a Joel Embiid's going to at least give it a go? You know, I, I've never liked Philly against Miami, even when they, even with Embiid. I mean, when you go back and look at all their scores, when you go back and watch them play, and and you see some of the games that they play, Philly doesn't score. Right. Ninety four, ninety six. You know, uh, you know, eighty two. They they don't put they don't score a lot of points against them, and and the defense of Miami is problematic. Now I don't know if Kyle Lowry's going to play, but they they haven't even needed Kyle Lowry no. in the game. So I, I still, I mean, to me, it's a better line if you like, I mean, if you like them, Philly's one in four the last five games against the spread. They have not been very good. And in the last 14 games, Miami's 11 and three. So, you know, Miami is playing their best right now. And he's got them, Spolstra has them playing at their highest level right now. And look, they, they were the best team in the East all year and they're playing like it. Yeah, I guess there's one, uh, even without Kyle Lowry, Vic, Vic Oladipo's been kind of picking up his numbers a little bit uh, off the bench for Miami, too. Win, lose, or draw. I mean, Michael, again, you talk about the pulse of the city there in Philadelphia. This is going to endear Joel Embiid. No matter what happens, if he performs well or not, is kind of regardless at this point. I mean, this is going to endear him to a generation of fans that go, I remember I was there that playoff game that Joel yeah. came out with a face mask and gave it a go. Like, it's, not, right. you know, it's like Willis Reed type stuff. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, you know, he and I think that that it will endear him. But look, the Phillies a different team this year at home than they were last year. Yeah, they're 19 and 25 at home against the spread. They're actually better on the road against the spread. And this and this Miami team is very good on the road against the spread. They're 26, 16 and one. So they have an ability to do it. And, and again, it comes down to can Philly, you know, they haven't been able to control the boards in this series, partly because Embiid's not been in the game. Can they control the boards? And can they shoot with a better percentage? I mean, my Lord, Dave, they can't make a shot. Mm. It's ugly. You've made 14 three-pointers in two games. 
mean, Steph Curry makes that in two. It makes that in a game <laughs> in his sleep. Uh, again, look, Daniel Larusso. We still talk about him coming back in the All Valley Karate Championship with a bad knee and fighting Johnny Lawrence for the Cobra Kai title. So let's see now that it looks like Joel Embiid might fight tonight for Philadelphia. That line is all over the place right now. Philadelphia one-point favorites. Come on back. It's the Lombardi line right here on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. Kentucky Derby is Saturday, and right now VEASAN is offering you a special $9.99 Kentucky Derby betting guide with previews on all the horses and jockeys for every race, plus best bets for the entire weekend, including the Run for the Roses. Pre-order your copy now for only $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash Derby Guide. That's VEASAN.com slash Derby Guide. Back alongside Michael Lombardi, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line here on VEASAN. And, Michael, very quickly saw that uh, Sham Shrani, my buddy back there in Chicago, said, the 76ers NBA All-Star Joel Embiid has cleared concussion protocols, as you discussed, uh, dealing with an orbital fracture and a torn ligament in his thumb, though, doing everything possible to be available to play. We still see that he's listed as out, which is, let me list him as doubtful or questionable. I don't know how you list right. him as out and see the money move the way we've seen it move since we began the top of the show here. So, like, the indications are he's going to give it a go, but the reports, nothing really has changed, changed yet on the official front. Yeah, no, that's interesting how they haven't really transferred the, 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 since the money's changing tremendously and, and, you know, we're seeing the shift. Every indication is since he's been cleared, you would think he would move to questionable. Right. Because he's been, he's, because the, the thing that was keeping him from playing was the, the concussion. Right. You, right. You know, he, you can play with the, you just have to wear a face mask and can you do it? So I think that's ultimately, you know, what what his decision will come out to. But uh, that, that's why I'm a little surprised by this. I am too. And I, and I think the danger here is if you want to say, all right, well, he's going to play, so let me bet the 76ers. It feels like to me the, the danger is, you know, we get closer and closer to tip-off. We still got a ways to go here, right? And all yeah. of a sudden it's the other injuries that are really problematic, the, you know, the fractured orbital, orbital and, the, uh, and the ligament in his thumb. And, and then you're still coming out of concussion protocol. And then he says, you know what, maybe I, I don't give it a go. It feels like the only way to play it is if you liked Miami, regardless if Embiid plays or not, right? The, the yeah. tricky part I mean, would if be you, if, you're, right. if you're backing Philly just because of Embiid. I think if you like Miami, you're going to play them, whether Embiid plays or not. That would be my choice. I mean, I, I like Miami. I think that Embiid playing really makes Miami want to play this harder, you mm -hmm. know. So I think that ultimately, you know, that, that you you got to have a sense of it. I mean, Miami's going to bring their A game. I mean, that, that's what they do, yeah. and they compete. And so, you know, I think that that will be the case. And, you know, to me, I, I the way this is going, whether he plays, doesn't play, I mean – it. It, it, it's got to come down to whether you like Miami, and I do, as opposed to liking Philly with or without Embiid. All right, so right now we'll keep a watchful eye. No official report yet, but, again, we're reading the tea leaves here when you look at the line moves here. As we know, Joel Embiid, again, been cleared from concussion protocol, but yet, as of yet, has not determined whether or not he will be able to go, but trying everything he can to try to lace him up out there for Game 3. Game 3 out west in Dallas Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. What a historic fourth quarter we saw from uh, Phoenix in game yeah. two. An incredible second half performance. And you're seeing Chris Paul do things again. And, look, it's not the finals, and he's never won an NBA title. We, we understand all of that. But what he's done in the kind of last couple games here, 
First closing out the last series by going 14 of 14 uh, for 33 points and then seeing what he did in game, games one and two against Dallas. Now the venue switches down to the great state of Texas, and it's basically a pick. I'm seeing Dallas getting some ones out there, total of 219. How do you handicap game three after what we've seen in the first two? Well, I mean, look, they can't give up 40 points in the fourth quarter. I mean, this is Dallas is a really good defensive team, typically have been one all year, and they give up 40 points in the fourth. You can't do that. So they got to play better. And then Brunson's got to play better. I mean, Brunson didn't give them the kind of game that he'd been giving them before. And they've got to play. He's got to play better. I think when you look at Dallas over the last, you know, the last few games, their defense hasn't played to the level that I think they need them to play. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been the biggest concern. And this Phoenix team is hard to defend. I mean, you take the ball, and Booker looks like he's back to being before the hamstring. So that's a problem. So for me, I mean, I think this is real simple. You, you've got to play your best. And what Jason Kidd said after the game, we got to get our guys to play better. we got to get the other players to play better. And I think that really starts with Brunson. I mean, he had nine points in the other game. That's not typically what he's done. He's had such a sensational year. He's got to come back and play. Yeah, it's so interesting because we began the show talking about the Phillies not being able to close uh, their big lead against the Metropolitans, the Sixers not being able to close anything so far. It's really been Dallas, the way they've begun these games, down 9-0 in game one, 11-0 in game two, and then yet they came back and took the halftime lead in game two. But it's almost like whenever they play Phoenix, even in the regular season, They'd have leads, and they can't hold them in the fourth. They it feels like Chris them. Paul is that ultimate closer right now, that he's the guy that says, all right, young kids, DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, I'll show you how to close, and he's doing it by example. He's leading literally by example. And I don't think Dimwitty or Brunson can have the baddest shooting nights that they had. I mean, Brunson's not always a three-point shooter, but, you know, when he's three for 12 from the field, I mean, that kills you. And then Dimwitty can't be three for 10. Right. They've got to get some production out of those guys to offset this. And they give up 40 in the fourth, you know, and, and it's a killer. You know, it's a killer. They're not getting enough production out of Finney Smith. He only played 20 minutes the other night, right. you know, and, and, and he's been a guy that has been a good player for them. And really, I think what, what hurts more than anything, Dave, is they can't – they have to stop fouling. I mean, they foul mm. – they, they don't play defense well enough, and they foul. I mean, they went to the line 21 times – Phoenix did. They made 18 of those 21 shots. So, you know, you're, you got guys in foul trouble on your team, and you're fouling them, and that's a real problem. They've got to play better defense without fouling. Yeah. Because, look, you, 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 sc- you shoot 45%, you shoot 41 from three-point, but you gave up 64% from the two-point line and 52 from the three-point line. They've got to figure out a way to play better defense. Yeah, fourth quarter was an absolute disaster. We saw Luka went out of the game a little bit in the third quarter there. And, look, he's been spectacular in the first two games. And that's that's kind of – it's almost going to be depressing a bit if you're a Mavs backer here. And, again, you, you hope that the home court changes thing here. But he really can't play a whole lot better, Michael. And yet no. it's still not good enough not only to not win. They haven't been able to cover either game either uh, because at the end they're just getting blown out and late in these games. Yeah, I mean, they can't seem to get control of it. And they've had a hard time all year against Phoenix. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, Phoenix has had their number all year. Yeah. And this has been a problem. And I thought it would offset itself because I thought that Dallas's defense would be able to rally around it. But they haven't been able to do it. I mean, the last 10 games, the last 10 games, uh, David, the, the, this team is 10-0. and Phoenix is 10-0 and against them. Mm. And they're 8-2 and against the spread. 8-2 yeah. and two against the spread. 
and 10 and 0. They haven't beat them in 10 games. I mean, do you need more of a sample size to prove it? No, and, and that's where it starts getting into your head, too, right? Like, like Luka plays great, and in a lot of those games in the regular season, Dallas would have leads going into the fourth quarter, and they can't close. So this, this cycle close. is repeating uh, with the Suns and Mavs, and that's why they're up 2-0. Uh, very quickly, just want to look ahead to tomorrow night for one instance and get your thoughts on one thing. With Golden State and Memphis going into game three, did you see what happened at the end of game two when John Morant yeah. you know, kind of dapped up Steph Curry, and then he let him know. Like, he said some things to him, and I'm not exactly sure what was said, but I just liked the idea that here's this young kid looking up to a guy that's won multiple titles, multiple MVPs, letting him know, you've got what I want, and I'm not backing down from it. Like, John Morant, I love that, Michael. As long as it's good-natured and just let somebody know that I'm not – deferring to you I'm not going you know oh my goodness I can't believe I'm this I'm the same court as you John Morant keeps telling these guys you can't check me and Michael they can't check him no they can't check him I mean that's just a fact I mean you know and he can get to the line he can create but I think to me with Dylan Brooks not being in the game you know that they're that they're going to miss his outside shooting yeah you know that he's going to get suspended for this one game I think that's going to hurt them you know, and look, they've, they've got to get better production out of uh, uh, Draymond Green. I mean, he, Draymond can't play out of control like he's been playing. I think that's been a real issue for him. And they've got to get back to that. But in spite of how badly they played, you know, Golden State's got a, got a lead late in the game, and they could win it. They just couldn't close that one out. I, I have a feeling Golden State takes it. Look, if you can keep the Grizz from having transition baskets mm-hmm. and defend your offensive rebounding and make sure they don't get those second shots, you've got a really good chance to beat them. I think Golden State will. Yeah, Gary Payton, the second, of course, uh, he's going to be out. He's got that fractured elbow because of the hit by Dylan Brooks. Uh, did you think that's warranted, Michael, that that's the, the NBA yeah. sending the right message to say, all right, we kicked you out, Dylan Brooks, for that game? And remember, that was like in the first couple of minutes uh, of game two. But also, you've, you've got to sit one. Is that because the injury forces their player out, so therefore we kind of have to make this another game suspension to match that up? I kind of felt like it was the unwritten rule that he that he went over. You know, he the guy got hurt. You know, and I mean, he you could, there's one thing about a hard foul, and there's nothing about getting a player hurt. And I think he went through that to that area where he crossed the line. I mean, the way Kerr reacted, yeah. he knew he was going to get suspended. I mean, you just kind of knew it because Kerr was watching. He'd been around the game enough to know it. You know? Oh, sure. And again, those guys were not happy about that. So again, this this series is one to keep watching here, not just for the great play of Steph Curry and say John Morant, but it's starting to get a little bit interesting with, with, with the way these teams are responding to each other. By the way, very quickly, the lines have now flipped again. These numbers are on the move. Miami back up to a point-and-a-half favorite. So, again, still no change on Joel Embiid. A lot of movement. This but is amazing. This is crazy, Michael. So, it's so much, uh, you know, we're just innuendo here of what's going to happen with Joel. And this number is all over the map right now. So, again, Miami back up to a point-and-a-half favorite. When we come back, Wes Reynolds is going to join us. I do want to get his thoughts on Sergio. You know Sergio? Come on back. It's the Lombardi line right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is BetMGM, and again... Get in the ring with BetMGM. You can win $200 for a $10 wager in the boxing showdown between Canelo Alvarez and Dimitri Bivol. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200. And if the fight goes past the first round, you're going to receive $200 in free bets. Just download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the promo code VEASAN200. Bet $10 on the mega fight everybody's been waiting for. And if the fight goes past round one, you're going to claim a $200 payday. Don't forget to watch live on DAZN. That is DAZN, May 7th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Eligibility restrictions to apply. Visit BetMJ.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older. Wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Dave Ross back alongside Michael Lombardi right here on the Lombardi line. And Michael, I hope that people use that promo code and win because I have that fight going over the 10 and a half rounds for Canelo Alvarez. Should be a great fight tomorrow night. Uh, but I mentioned what's going on in Washington, D.C. 
with the Wells Fargo Invitational. And I want to bring in our guy, uh, of course, the Wells Fargo Championship, rather, not an Invitational. Wes Reynolds back into the program here. And my partner on the weekends, Wes, I asked Michael about this, and I know you saw Sergio's just rant over there at the Wells Fargo. I played that golf course a lot of times. I get frustrated, too. Can't find my golf ball. Uh, right now, <laughs> I look down, and I see he was about to 30 to 1. To, uh, now he's, he's drifted to 50 to 1 here, not having a great day in day two. What would you make of what's going on with Serge and where his collective head might be at? Yeah, it was kind of amazing that he had that reaction on number 10, and the officials eventually got it wrong, and they sent out that statement. But I was kind of like, okay, why are you putting out this lengthy statement when this guy just basically crapped all over your tour and said that he can't <laughs> wait to get off the PGA Tour and go uh, play in this uh, LIV golf, which is uh, – uh, run by Greg Norman, funded by the government of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. We don't need to really get into that and the uh, non-merits of that, as it were. But, yeah, Sergio did that, and then he holed out on 15 and <laughs> smiling, waving to the crowd. All was right with the world. But, yeah, I think that's going to continue to be a topic of conversation on the PGA Tour is some of these guys are going to take that money that is funded by the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and play in these events. They're supposed to have that first event in London, I believe the week before the U.S. Open at, in Brookline, Massachusetts. So in June, you're going to see guys and you're going to start to see this leak. Who's going to go over there and play? We've already heard Phil Mickelson. We've already heard Lee Westwood. There are going to be others. I'm assuming now that the cat's out of the bag that Sergio Garcia is going to be part of that as well. Wes, what is everybody so unhappy with with the PGA Tour? Can you explain? M Michael, I don't know. I, I think, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm loyal to the PGA Tour, and I think a lot of these top players are loyal to the PGA Tour because let's not forget back in 2020 we had this thing called a global pandemic where they weren't having events, and then they got back on, on course in July. Now, you didn't have any spectators, but – I just look at the PGA Tour, and yeah, if the players say, oh, we could get a little bit more, they could raise the purses or whatnot, yeah, whatever, okay, I'm fine if you guys want to make more money. But it's not like I think that they're being paid peanuts here, like like they're paupers on the PGA Tour when you've got, you know, the 120th uh, ranked guy in the FedEx Cup point standings is making at least a couple million dollars in prize money if he's just consistently making cuts. Plus the fact that the PGA Tour is not just about players. It's about the volunteers. It's about the charities because every single tournament raises millions of dollars for a certain designated charity or philanthropic organization. And then it's also about the sponsors. How about the sponsors who didn't get any value when you didn't have spectators at, at their golf tournament and stuck with the PGA Tour during the pandemic didn't leave, said, okay, we're with you guys. We're going to stay with these tournaments and whatnot. They put out a full schedule. They fulfilled all their obligations. And, yeah, I don't get it. And and this is just Greg Norman, I think, being a pain in the you-know-what, like he's always been for about the last 25 years. He's tried to start an alternative tour, tried to do that World Golf League in the mid-'90s that didn't happen. And I don't know why these guys are so happy. I think the guys that play on the PGA Tour live a pretty good life. It seems like it, Wes, but there is something going on here deeper than the surface. And, again, we saw the emergency meeting that Jay Monahan had with all the PGA Tour players, well, all the players that were going to Augusta National, basically told the players, hey, if you want to go, go, but you're not going to play on this tour, 
on the PGA Tour. Again, now you can. We saw Phil Mickelson do this where he applied to, to play for the U.S. Open and play the PGA Championship. But yet he also can be available for those the Saudi League when it does debut. It's going to be a very interesting summer in the world of golf uh, and also how that affects the PGA Tour. Very quickly to this one here, I, I had to look at, at my calendar and say, what year is this Jason Day leading the golf tournament here, Wes? Can he, if you want to hop in now, would you trust Jason Day possibly to, to, to take this home over the weekend? Yeah, it's hard to hop in now, Dave, and he's got a three-shot lead as we speak. He is the first to 10 under par. And, yeah, you look at what year it was, you would think it was 2018 because that's the last time Jason Day has won an event. It actually was the Wells Fargo Championship down at Quail Hollow in Charlotte, North Carolina. But the whole thing with Jason Day, it seems like he's washed up, but you look at how old he is. He's only 34 years old, that maybe he still has some really good golf left in him. But the problem with Jason Day is that the poor guy's made of glass. He's always injured. He's always got back issues. He's got shoulder issues. He's got elbow issues. He gets sick. He just is a guy that has just never been able to stay healthy. But so far, so good. 10 under par playing the uh, the ninth hole, which will be his 18th hole today. Max Homa currently in second at seven under. Uh, Wes, let's jump ahead to what a couple weeks from now. We got the, the PGA Championship uh, what's your, what's it in Southern Hills this year, right? Mm -hmm. it's, yes, it's going to be in Southern Hills. So, what is your what's your kind of early read on this tournament? Yeah, when you look and and the Southern Hills hadn't been played in a while since uh, I believe the I think it might have been uh, the 08 PGA, but Tiger Tiger won there before, and remember it was played there for the U.S. Open when Retief Goosen yes. won just in the early 2000s. So, look. I think that it's going to play a little bit easier for a PGA than it would for a U.S. Open setup. But just looking, I think a lot of it is just looking at form. But the form is going to be so erratic because guys have been taking weeks off since the Masters. Like Scotty Scheffler, who says Southern Hills is his favorite course and has played it a lot as a collegiate player when he was at University of Texas. Look, you're not going to get a bargain for a price. I feel, and I was talking about this with Gil Alexander a couple weeks ago, it's like, you kind of may have to have something on it. Not necessarily, you know, put all your eggs in one basket here, but I feel like you got to have them on your card if you're playing five, six, seven outrights. Uh, and he's going to be playing the Byron Nelson last week, or next week, rather. So that's the last event before the major. It's a home game down in Dallas, Texas. So you actually are going to get a better field next week in Dallas than you have this week in D.C. Yeah, and Scotty Scheffler's actually won on that course as well as a collegiate player at Texas. Uh, let's stay right there and, and walk down that, that primrose path, if you will, at the PGA. Tiger Woods, it looks like he's going to be there. And I saw Brady Cannon actually kind of likes Tiger going forward, even at, 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 the, uh, at the British Open here. It's going to be St. Andrews, of course, he loves as well. Wes, what about Tiger? It, it, I know people are talking about Phil, whether or not he's going to play there or not, but it almost feels like he's falling below the radar. Is he getting healthier in the last time since we've seen him at Augusta National? Yeah, he could be, Dave. And you mentioned Brady. I know Brady took a piece of him for the Open Championship over in St. Andrews, where, of course, he has won before. And that's a longer course, but it's a little bit flatter than some of the courses that they play in the Open Championship Rota. So I had a feeling we were going to see him at the Open Championship. He hasn't announced officially yet for Brookline nor for the PGA Championship here in a couple weeks, but... 
you remember, uh, you know, 15 years ago is where he won here. So I know that Tiger is always a fan and a student of history in the game of golf. So he knows that this place has something special. This is what, where he won one of his four teen major championships. So that's why I think maybe there's the urge to return and just to get back out there. But he looked pretty worn out, though, after mm -hmm. the Masters on Sunday. I think those first two days, the adrenaline and just the people that were all behind him and were all with him carried him through. And then he got to the weekend, and you could see the fatigue kind of creep in. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, we'll see if Tiger can give it a go. But all signs point that he'll be out there. Uh, and I know, again, if he's healthy, you take a flyer on Tiger. But that's the, that's the question now to Wes's point. He just didn't look healthy in yeah. those final two days to make that walk for 36 holes and then playing competitive golf with the best players in the world on a demanding golf course. That's going to be a tall task uh, for Tiger. Hey, Wes, always appreciate it, my friend. Can't wait to see you this weekend. And we'll catch up again then. You got it, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having me. There he is, Wes Reynolds. Everybody follow him on Twitter as I do at Wes Reynolds 1. When we come back, Michael, I got to pick your brain on some NFL news and nuggets, yeah. including Ryan Tannehill. Is it your job to get your replacement ready for you? We'll discuss when you come back with us right here on the Lombardi Line on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.